You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytellers, bringing authentic, authoritative, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the tea lands. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Indian tea auction mandate chafes producers. Smallholders seek higher raw leaf minimums, and Share Tea ranks among the fastest-growing U.S. retail chains. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Tea growers currently getting good prices and private sales strongly objected this week to a July 15th order by the Tea Board of India calling for strict compliance with the requirement that tea estates sell a minimum 50% of their tea by volume and regional auction houses. The mandate comes amid low auction prices and a glut of mediocre tea, according to growers. Quote, It's a buyer's market as they demand more customized and quality tea through private sales, said McLeod Russell Director Asim Monum. Large producers are already under pressure owing to the auction market crash, high wages, weak retail sales in lockdown, and the drought, he said. The order follows an audit showing that many registered gardens were sending far less than half of their produce to public auctions. The announcement comes as tea exports decline and labor costs increase. Also of note is the fact that to lower logistics costs, Agents bidding on lots now represent many more buyers. The practice reduces the number of bidders. Prices at the Siliguri auction fell 18% in early July. Business Insight Sujit Patra, Secretary of the Indian Tea Association, explains that selling direct earns growers good prices and quick cash flow, which the present auction system does not facilitate. Forcing growers to auction better quality teas does not offer any protection against continuous declines in prices, he said. Later in the podcast, Narendra Dharmaraj, 
offers an historical perspective on auction mandates. A steep decline in the price paid for green tea leaves threatens the livelihood of small tea growers that produce 51% of India's tea. Uncertainty has led many to sell their green leaf for 15 to 17 rupees per kilo, a rate below the cost of production. In a letter to India's Minister of Commerce, the Confederation of Indian Small Tea Growers Associations said that bought leaf factories are not complying with pricing minimums adjusted by region. The Confederation is seeking a 25 rupee per kilo minimum for smallholders. In response, Tea Board Chairman Prabhat Bezra said that better prices are possible, but only if the green leaf meets requisite quality standards insisted upon by manufacturers. Share Tea, a Taiwan-based milk, fruit, and bubble tea chain, ranked sixth among the fastest-growing U.S. food chains in 2020, according to Nation's Restaurant News, which used Data Central's Firefly survey data to calculate rankings. The company recorded $64.7 billion in domestic sales in the U.S. market, growing by 27% during the pandemic. There are 131 U.S. locations in 20 states listed on the website. The chain, which operates 300 locations worldwide, was founded in 1992. Share Tea reports that their best-selling beverage is Tiger Milk, a combination of brown sugar and tapioca pearls. Business Insight Many of the fastest-growing chains are relatively small, but each of the top 25 grew at least 15% last year. Only 202 of the 500 largest restaurants ranked by Nation's Restaurant News managed system-wide growth in 2020. Arvindan and Theraman in Bengaluru reports on India's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending July 31st, 2021. Continuing the conversation from last week where the Tea Board of India had issued a notice insisting that 50% of all the tea produced be sold via auctions, this week saw producer groups responding and raising concerns. One of the responses has come from the Northeastern Tea Association, who've said the price of green leaf is a matter between the grower and the manufacturer. They've also said that if the minimum price of green leaf is fixed, so should the minimum price of made tea be. Calling the current minimum benchmark price faulty, the association has said that it's neither helping the growers nor the manufacturers. The association has asked for a third-party study to make recommendations that will benefit the industry. In market, sale 30 of the auction saw a higher volume of unsold tea, especially in North India. Kolkata saw good demand for orthodox tea and fair demand for CTC leaf, while Gohati saw fair demand for both. In Guwahati, the two big uh, buyers, Hindustan Unilever and Tata Consumer Products, were active for dust. In the south, Kochi saw decline in exports ascribed to the rise in COVID in Russia, along with sanctions in Iran. Orthodox tea only saw about 51% sold, while only 36% of C CTC leaf was sold. CTC dust saw better uptake as 80% of the teas on offer were sold. Prices remain the same as the previous week, or slightly lower. And now, a word from our sponsor. 
Q-Trade Tees works with tea purveyors at every scale, from promising startups to the world's largest multinational beverage brands in the hot, iced, and bottled tea segments. With U.S.-based formulation, blending, and packaging services, Q-Trade can help you innovate, scale up, and grow your specialty tea brand. For more information, visit our website, qtradetees.com. T-Biz this week travels to India for an historical perspective on the Tea Board's recent decision to enforce a controversial mandate that registered gardens sell at least half of the tea they produce at auction. And then to Toronto, Canada, where T-Biz continues its coverage on differentiating specialty tea with Shabnam Weber, president of the Tea and Herbal Association of Canada and a spokesperson for the Tea Association of the USA, and Tea and Herbal Infusions Europe. Shebnam says that as an industry, quote, we should together be working on elevating the value of tea for the betterment of every part of the supply chain. The Tea Board of India recently issued a circular mandating that 50% of the production from a garden must be sold via auctions. We asked Narendranath Dharmaraj, a veteran in the tea industry, about his views on this and what it means to the industry. The Tea Board of India recently issued a circular mandating that 50% of the production from a garden must be sold via auctions. We asked Narendranath Dharmaraj, a veteran in the tea industry, about his views on this and what it means to the industry. To give you a a little historic perspective, this all started sometime early 80s through the introduction of what is called the Tea Marketing Control Order by the Government of India. TMCO, more popularly known as TMCO, which generally stipulated 70% mandatory auctions and they made it into 75%. That was about the time when export control order was also introduced. That was the also the time when tea prices were ruling high. As a matter of fact, there was at some point, I think it was 83, 84, there was a ban on exports from India, which literally almost put a nail in the, in the, in the in Indian export scenario. In the beginning of year 2000, we lost the, following the disintegration of the USSR, we lost our captive market. WTO was introduced, ASEAN came in, uh, uh, the soft underbelly of the industry was exposed. So we were sort of uh, re-examining every aspect of the business. And one of the things, of course, we did as a grower association from Pasi was to uh, uh, lobby against uh, uh, this 75% mandatory action, uh, auctions. We, did, we had to do a lot of work on that and, you know, uh, expose the huge gap between the farm gate price and the, the, the retail price. And then finally, uh, we managed to get the government of India to repeal that 75% mandatory auctions. Um, and we also, at that time, uh, studied the auction rules in detail. And we were uh, convinced that there were basic issues in the, both the, uh, the principle and processes of the key auctions, which is not leading to correct price discovery. Looking at the data since 2014, the percentage drop in volume of auction sales is not new. 
So by insisting on this, will there be any advantages to the tea industry? The thinking seems to be there is lack of transparency in the private sales, and therefore the small growers are denied a fair price. I think that seems to be the the, the spirit behind it. Nothing wrong with that spirit, very laudable. But you know, we seem to be coming up with a solution which is worse than the uh, a remedy, worse than the disease in in mandating compulsory auction sales because uh, you know the the all the entire production sales everything is being uh, monitored and tracked by the tea board there are hundreds of returns to be submitted and as though that was not enough now the with the introduction of the gst uh, there is obviously a lot of transparency so why private sale pricing cannot be tracked i am unable to uh, uh, understand so now going back to the, the inherent lacuna in the auction principles and, and process, uh, as I said, we do believe that it's not lending to the correct price discovery given a supply and demand uh, situation. The auctions started even when the before the introduction of the Foreign Exchange Regulation Act, the FEMA and the FERA, etc., so at that time, the, the producers were the so-called sterling companies. The buyers were the, the sterling companies. The brokers were sterling companies. So it was more a, a transaction arrangement than a scientific price discovery mechanism. So it, it, to that extent, it was flawed and uh, heavily biased in favor of the, the buyers. Uh, even after the, uh, the, the English left, uh, everything was Indianized. I mean, tea business practically uh, went into the hands of the Indian business houses, Indian buyers. Obviously, didn't want to change the system because it was favorable to them. The producer, unfortunately, is the underdog in the whole value chain. He has the bulk of the cost. What is the percentage of cost of the producer in the ultimate uh, end consumer price? There is obviously a big mismatch between what is his percentage cost share versus percentage value share. One was this proxy buying. So one buyer could buy on behalf of any number of buyers. So which literally killed competition. And even in the auction, of course, uh, you can argue uh, that there is no proxy buying. But, you know, it's all password managed as you know so the path is nothing prevents anybody from sort of sharing the password to the others so it is despite the auction that that issue of proxy buying to my mind has not been resolved after the auction came they said there will be uh, pan india auctions that means you know the the, the restricted sale uh, geography won't be there but it's not happening for, for whatever reasons Kuchin sale uh, is operated by Kuchin buyers, Kunul sale by Kunul buyers, etc. Uh, the pan-Indian auction is not happening. If, only if that happens, then the then the competition will go up. There will be more more players uh, work. And the other the, the problem in the the principle was what is called the division of lots. The the auction allows for buyers to divide the lots between them. I have studied this in fair detail. Time after time, uh, we could find that even the biggest uh, buyer in the country 
were sharing lots with the smallest buyer. It seems so so uh, rational and fair. I think I'm told that uh, that uh, division of lots uh, continues even now, which is again anti-competition. In fact, one of the recommendations of Ferguson at that point of time was they introduced uh, what is called a divisibility premium. And anybody who buys on a divided mode has to pay a 5% premium on, on price, which of course was starkly opposed by the, the buyer community. That was before the e-auctions uh, came in. Is the auction system still relevant today? Have e-auctions made a difference? My answer is a big no. They are not relevant at all because there is no auction in coffee. There is no auction in rubber. Rubber, in fact, uh, claims they have the the highest farm gate price for any commodity. Uh, rubber price are commensurate with the with the supply and demand. Of course, the the prices are uh, scientifically arrived at by the forces of market, independent of any rules that. Uh, let uh, an independent free trade mechanism find uh, a price. Uh, we are saying, what is the way to reach that price? What is the way to discover that price? E-auction, as I said, uh, uh, it is an improvement, no doubt. Uh, but some of these issues are still not getting resolved. Um uh, the proxy, this division of lots, the last minute crowding, uh, and these are not being addressed even in the uh, e-auction. I'm not uh, for a moment saying the, the buyers are mercenaries. They are serving their business objective. After all, just as a producer wants to produce at the lowest cost and sell at the highest price, the buyer would want to buy at the, the lowest uh, Price naturally, so you know, and if, if there is a system that allows that, that seems to be the the concern, in my opinion, for the producers. Joining us today is Shabnam Weber, president of the Tea and Herbal Association of Canada. In 2000, she co-founded the Tea Emporium, a chain of Canadian specialty tea shops. She served as a member of the THAC board for many years before selling her company to lead the association. In this conversation, she represents not only the Canadian tea industry, she is also a spokesperson for the Tea Association of the USA and Tea and Herbal Infusions Europe, an apex group that in turn represents tea associations in Ireland, the UK, Germany, Spain, France, Austria, the Netherlands, and several other European countries. Can specialty tea be defined, or is tea quality best viewed as a continuum? Trying to find a definition for tea is like trying to nail jello to a wall. And that's not my quote. I'm, I'm, I'm quoting Bill Clinton here. And if we all accept that to be an absolute truth, which we seem to be agreeing on, then why are we putting our energy in trying to differentiate and what appears to be dividing up the industry into good and bad? Our objective as an industry should be working together in order to capture share of throat from coffee, 
from water, and from soft drinks. That should be our objective. So let's pretend that in some magical world, we actually manage to find a different definition that everybody agrees on. My question is, so what? And then what? What's going to happen? Have we actually converted a single coffee drinker over to tea? Have we converted a water drinker or a soft drink, uh, a, a soft drink consumer over? We haven't. Have you bettered the life of a single tea producer on this planet? No. And not to mention, who's going to appoint themselves the tea police? To what? Go now to shelves and say, well, you're specialty and you're not specialty? The associations in reality, if you actually understand what the associations do, are here to represent the industry as a whole. We're here for the, for the betterment of an entire industry. I just, I don't see where the gain is. What do we as an industry gain from it? We don't. What value additions favorably influence customer perceptions? What are the characteristics or aspects that make tea more valuable and therefore more worthy of consumers spending a little more of their pocket change? Well, I think that's an interesting question because, you know, we can we can look at it on an analytical level and, and any tea taster, regardless of what part of the industry they're in, will tell you that value is placed on pluck, on size of leaf, on um, seasonality, perhaps depending on where the teas come from, on aroma compounds, on clarity of the liquor, on... Um, you know, uh, uh, just overall flavor, um, you know, if you were sort of given overall. So we can look at it on a very analytical level that way. And as I said, every person within the industry, regardless of if they're working in traditional or specialty, will agree that there are higher quality products within the industry. You will not find a single person that will object to that. You know, on the flip side, when you're asking, where does the consumer place value? The consumer places value in all different aspects. And we can take a look at packaging. We can take a look at marketing. We can take a look at how we communicate tea. Um, you will not find an objection from me um, when, you know, you, you make the statement that tea is undervalued. It is undervalued. Absolutely. And as an industry, we need to do better as a whole whole to improve that message. And that comes in a lot of different fronts. That comes in communicating to consumers, not only why tea is good for you, but why it should be part of your lifestyle, your everyday, the way that we've seen it in the past year with COVID. You know, people have, have been attracted to tea because it makes them feel good. I mean, I, I, I practically screamed that from the rooftops when I heard that. Hallelujah. This is a long-term you know, lifestyle change that people are actually communicating to us beyond, you know, vitamins and antioxidants and all the rest of those good things that are also part of tea. There are some beautifully gorgeous products out there that, you know, when people drink it, it's, it's like this big revelation and it's beautiful. Where I have issue and where as associations we take issue is when we are celebrating that at the expense of something else. Tell me why your product is a premium pluck um, and, 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 it's, and, and it's rare, the rarity of it, that it's only available for this window of time when it was plucked. Tell me about how it was crafted. Tell me about you know, the flavor profiles. Tell me about those things because we're celebrating why this is good. There's a problem with trying to split 
and splinter up this industry. That's dangerous for everybody. And ironically, it is most dangerous for those that are producing our teas. Is tea undervalued? It is an absolute problem when when any retailer is putting a two cent certified product onto the market. We have, as an industry, we have allowed, we've allowed retail to undervalue our product. And the assumption then is that the product is of no value and we have to do better. I mean, I, I have to honestly say, and I'll say this and you can quote me on it, shame on us as consumers, shame on us as retailers in consuming countries that allow that to happen. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of PBiz journalists and tea experts? Contact them directly through Subtext, a private message-based platform. Avoid the chaos of social media and start a conversation that matters. Subtext's message-based platform lets you privately ask meaningful questions of the tea experts, academics, and TBiz journalists reporting from the tea lands. You see their responses via SMS texts, which are sent direct to your phone. Visit our website and subscribe to Subtext to instantly connect with the most connected people in tea. Remember to visit the TBiz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.